Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Citizens of Lorcana podcast. A podcast where we invite you to be a part of their world. We're your hosts, Jared and James. And today we're talking about how there's not a lot to talk about. Without further ado, let's jump into the episode. We interrupt our regularly scheduled podcast because after we recorded our podcast, we actually did get some pretty big news that came down. James, why don't you share that with us? Well, it was definitely news, but it wasn't good news. Uh, We found out that uh, on Wednesday morning that Upper Deck, uh, the card man manufacturer and game manufacturer who does mainly sports cards is suing Robinsberger and Ryan Miller uh, for essentially stealing the game. They have a game that they're supposedly creating, uh, designing since 2019-ish uh, called uh, Rush of Icker. And Is that how you pronounce it? I th- well, if it's supposed to be... Uh, uh, a a differently spelled word for trademark and copyright purposes of the uh, word icker i c h o r, which mm. means like bodily fluids slash blood whatever you want to call it. It's mainly basically just supposed to sound cool. <laughs> anyway, so Ryan Ryan Miller apparently was working for them in 2019 and into 2020, and he uh, he quit, canceled his work for hire contract, and went to Robinsberger. And uh, supposedly uh, breached the contract where he took the ideas that they had done to create this game and uh, use them to create Lorcana. And the they have this, I think it was like a 19-page document for a suit that has that they are going to file or have filed. We don't has, know yet because it's it not been filed up. yet. So according to the reports, it was filed in uh, the county of San Diego Superior Court or whatever it is. But the thing is that on the docket for the court, the filing has not shown up yet. And that could be just a way of getting it into the system. We We won't know until it either does or doesn't show up over any number of days. Um, But it's basically just a breach of contract and uh, theft of uh, theft of ideas, essentially. Did you Uh, read the document? I did not. I read pieces of it, um, but I did not read the whole thing. So I read the document, and what they're alleging is that in 2018, they got a bunch of game designers together to brainstorm a new game. And as part of this contract, which we haven't seen, so we don't know if this is true or not, but as part of the contract, all the ideas that were generated during this discussion were legally... uh, property of upper deck and so ryan was there and they liked his ideas and they offered him a position as the lead game designer and he was there for a a full year and um then like you say he terminated his contract went over to lorcana and then when they released the quick start guide back in april 
uh, upper deck started looking at the rules and they're like hmm there's some things about this that sound familiar and every card game will have some level of familiarity but they're saying if you look at it in total that it looks very similar to rush of icker right <clears throat> so what they're going to have to do first uh, according to some lawyers that have chimed in on this is first it has to show up on the docket and then there's a couple of things that they can file uh, because they also uh, beyond filing for breach of contract and and theft and and loss of business and a few other things they filed an injunction to stop Lorcana from coming out and that can't happen in the time frame of the lawsuit unless they file one of two legal procedures that will allow that to happen and those things have to be filed very quickly because they take weeks, even on the on the sped up version, they still take a few weeks to happen. So in order for them to actually stop Lorcana from coming out in August, they have to file something and get it done immediately, essentially. Yeah, so it makes you wonder how serious they are if this is not even on the docket for the, the court system down there. Right. Yeah, you would think that they would file it and then send it out. Right. To, uh, but apparently the night before, so on Tuesday night, apparently they sent it out and emailed the the, the suit, a copy of the of the claim to a bunch of reporters under embargo for Wednesday morning. Um, whether that means they filed it on Tuesday and it's just not shown up yet, or they were filing it on Wednesday and it hasn't shown up yet, they still sent it out to reporters uh, early to make sure that they had it for the next day, which, I mean, kind of feels more like a publicity stunt than a lawsuit, uh, which is something that, you know, if we want to get into it, Upper Deck is actually known for. Um, they have uh, been sued before and done things before that were not legal. <laughs> uh, the, the most famous one is they produced uh, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh cards in the early mid to early 2000s, like 2008, I think. Uh, they were they were officially licensed to distribute uh, Yu-Gi-Oh in Europe, uh, basically anywhere except for I think America and Asia. And they produced some cards without uh, telling Konami and had them sold through, I think it was Anthem or some other company or Vanguard or whatever it was. There was another company that was selling them in Europe. And uh, they were not uh, legit Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Uh, Konami sued them. And there was a bunch of suits back and forth. But what it all ended up as is uh, Upper Deck lost. And they can never produce or distribute uh, Yu-Gi-Oh cards again the that's pretty wild yeah it is the other lawsuit that somebody was telling me about are you familiar with the living card games that uh fantasy flight game makes yes so this is a game system that they like own and so apparently at one gen con upper deck uh unveiled a new card game and i forget the name of it but then it said living card game and there was no applause. People just gasped because they used the name Living Card Game. And within two days, they were sued by Fantasy Flight Games and had to shut down production of that game. Nice. But when I'm thinking about this lawsuit, I mean, again, we must say that neither of us are lawyers. So take this for what it's worth. But for me as a layperson, it seems like Upper Deck's trying to get a payday. Like, <clears throat> I, I think they're imagining that 
uh, Ravensburger will settle with them. I think that they think that they probably won't make a lot of money on this game. So this is their way of recouping some of their loss. But that's just my speculation. And, and, and also the fact that we've never heard of it before. There's been no rumors that they're making one. Uh, it's been apparently in production slash design since 2018, a full two years longer at least than Lorcana, and Lorcana is coming out first. Um, and that they did not file a patent uh, for the game until April this year, where Lorcana is coming out later this year, but uh, a patent was filed or trademark was filed for actually, I think both were for Lorcana back in 2021, in December of 21. Yeah. So, I mean, in in the processes of grabbing uh, things like patents, trademarks, websites, even because you know that Lorcana was probably grabbed by the by the Disney Corporation or Robinsberger before they ever filed for a patent. Uh, because they would not want someone to yank it and try and sell it to them, which is what apparently has happened with uh, Rush of Icker. Rushoficker.com has already is up for sale <laughs> for over a thousand dollars. So someone, uh, maybe like a patent troll, maybe was keeping an eye on patents and saw that, and they're like, "Well, I don't know what that is, but I'm going to buy the website for fifteen dollars." You know. So I mean, it's it's obviously we have to wait and see exactly what's in the contract and what the claim really is of, of if they can prove the, so the discovery phase, whether what you're saying, the discovery phase of, you know, getting all the documents and getting all of that proof that they need to prove that Ryan took this game, that they, the, of the portions of the game they designed, took the exact thing, went to Ravensburger and said, here's this stuff that we designed over there. I am willfully giving this to you to use for the production of Lorcana, and all we need to do is change the name. Well, the document alleges that Lorcana or Robinsberger was encouraging him while right. he's working at Upper Deck to bring those ideas over. Right. They're like, oh, you're working on a game, and it, and it, well, what is it? And then they, oh, well, why don't you come on and bring it over here? And it's I think like, that's going to be a hard, I mean, it's going to be an easy thing to prove or disprove. Right. They, they have to have a very good paper trail of, when it was created, timestamps, emails, document dates, they have to have an incredibly good paper trail because, as we've all talked about, a vast majority of every single piece of Lorcana exists in another game somewhere, in some form. It may not be the whole thing, like um, gaining lore up to 20 is not necessarily a thing that's in any other game, but going up to a certain amount of points is in another game. How you earn it may not be the same, but it is in games, you know, questing or whatever, you know, exerting, tapping. That's in every other game. Challenging. That's in every other game because it's battling. It's it's attacking. All these different things are in other games. So it's not like they can claim that they're stealing the game. The whole point of the suit is that he knowingly took it and gave the idea, specific ideas to Robinsberger. In un, while he was under contract to Upper Deck, yeah. So that, that's basically it. It's not that the, it's it's exactly the same, although that helps their case if it's similar or the same. But it's that he took it while he was working for them. That's the problem. 
But again, I go back to the financial aspect, this timing. I mean, two months before release, they're really hoping that Robinsberger probably just wants to settle. That's that's what my gut says. Right. Nobody wants to go through discovery. Let's be honest. Yeah. They're probably just hoping for a quick paycheck and that it'll go away. And and setting all of that aside, it's baffling to me that they would do this when they hold Disney licenses, just like Robinsberger does. And it's like, I understand, I guess I understand if they want a payday, but I mean, do you, do you, I mean, how, I mean, maybe they think that their, their Disney licenses are reaching the end of life and they aren't re they aren't re-upping so this is their last gasp at getting a payday maybe maybe that's the case i don't know it's it's really yeah. weird yeah that is weird anyway so that's the major news well of course it will be the thing that we uh probably chime in about uh weekly now if there's any updates on it it's it's the news thing now um, i just i want to share one more thing there's an attorney on twitter his name is paul lesko um, L-E-S-K-O, and he was on an interview with uh, the Lumineers too. But he dissected this whole case uh, piece by piece. And at the very end, he put prediction time, said this case will be similar to the Panini lawsuit against Fanatics and a bunch of Panini's former employees. What you need there and here is really theft of a trade secret. If something like that is in Lorcana, Upper Deck could win. Without that, it'll be tough. The case will turn on the trade secrets as well. If the trade secrets in Lorcana game are generic to other TCGs, they're really not trade secrets, and that'll be tough for Upper Deck. Right. Yeah, it, it's, like I said, it, they've got a long road ahead of them to prove a lot of things in order to make sure that this case will go through, which is why, you know, that thought comes into your head that it's just a money grab, that they're trying to get a settlement or something out of them to to make them go away. It's, you know, it's it's just what, you know, Apparently, it's what Upper Deck does. <laughs> All right. Anything else? To this? No, no, that's it. I, that's that's. I mean, they tweeted out today. Uh, Lorcana did tweet out today uh, about it being Friendship Day with a picture of uh, with Tigger Art. Though it's a safe post, so it doesn't. You know, it doesn't have anything to do with the game really. It's just a piece of art that they own because they had it. You know, they licensed it or they they paid someone to do it. It's a piece of art they own. And it's all about Friendship Day. It has nothing to do with the game. So it was a safe thing. Yeah, it's true. So uh, what are we doing now? We are... Going we on. are kicking it back to ourselves for our regularly scheduled podcast. Welcome two days ago, us. <laughs> That's right. Hey, everyone. Welcome, welcome to another week. Last week, we talked with Don, a.k.a. Dragon Rider, about a whole bunch of things from content creation to how to get into casting to gen con uh, all sorts of stuff um so if you missed that podcast make sure to go back and catch it and this week we are covering all the news or rather the lack thereof we are also going to talk about the uk gaming expo james how have you been keeping up with all this lorcana news lately well uh quite easily actually <laughs> <laughs> but the lack of news has been a bit frustrating, but even so, uh, it has been helpful to think about it in terms of what we know versus what we don't know. And for example, we know that they haven't been spoiling cards on Twitter, but what we don't know is why. Uh, and there could be a lot of reasons. Um, so 
you know, we'll just have to go forward from here and see what happens, right? I laughed so hard because on Twitter today, apparently Battle Spirit Saga is also in a reveal season. And somebody posted on there, it's been 49 hours since a reveal. When are we going to get another one? And they, they put a crying face emoji. Like my sweet summer child. (laughs) (laughs) I took a screenshot of that and then I shared it in the Discord and we all just laughed and somebody said, this person doesn't know that Lurkana ink is made out of tears. (laughs) And then the funny thing is, is that an hour later, they got their reveal. (laughs) It's been at least two weeks since, well, I mean, it's been longer since we got we got the we got the the we got the, the ones from the game right the animals the gamer one that's a, that's been it since since gamma right or april sometime right my brain is so foggy i can't even remember how long ago that was so i want to go back to this idea of what you talked about about what we know and what we don't know there are a whole bunch of reasons why they may not be sharing information with us it could be that they're waiting for their third party um you know like the gamer might be that they're waiting for them to uh, spoil some cards. It could be that Disney's giving them a shorter leash for some reason. Like, we just honestly don't know. Yeah, and since we don't know, I mean, it's basically just going to be all speculation uh, about what's going on. And, you know, there's there's not a whole lot. But all we do know is that it's not happening. Um, but that's kind of like, that's really what we wanted to talk about uh, for some of this episode, though, right? is just what that kind of expand on that a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, today I made a meme and it was uh, the Picard meme where he's like pointing at somebody and it said, um, <clears throat> said something like my reaction when people think that complaining on Twitter is going to change Robin's burgers marketing plan. Yeah, it, it's so true. I mean, it is frustrating. But one of the things I've learned in life is there are some things that you just can't control. Like we can't control the fact that they aren't revealing anything. And <clears throat> who are we just like some random person for them to be like, you know what? This random person on Twitter said we should spoil a card. So let's go ahead and do it. Right. Yes. I mean, now, random person, maybe. But if citizens of Lorcana asked, no, I mean, then then there's a little bit more push there, right? A little bit more. I mean, like at least at least three to five percent more push. I'll, I'll give you three percent there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean, that just leaves us. That just leaves us uh, at a place where we're just waiting for news and information. But like, it doesn't bother me. No, it doesn't bother me either. I mean, would I would I love to see some new cards? Well, hundred percent. I would love some new cards to look at and see new art. Maybe if there's new artists, get some new artists to see new styles, new characters. I mean, every time there's a new card, it's it's awesome. I would love to see it, but it's not something that I need to see. Yeah, I'm already sold on this game. <laughs> Same, and I so. made I made that point a long time ago. Is it's like this was back when people were pining for the rules. I said, is knowing the rules now in winter going to change whether I buy the game in fall? No, it's really not. Like, I'm already committed. And I have to believe that they have a plan in place. 
such that they're going to reach the people um, most effectively who aren't that committed like we are. Does that right. make sense? Yeah, yeah. And and having paid attention to because of Comic-Con and other things and seeing just the exponential curve of how much attention is being paid to marketing for things uh, as they get closer, it's it's incredible how it can go from nothing to 100% in such a short amount of time. And for companies like Disney, who probably has at least some portion of a hand in what's going on, because it's their property, uh, they really do have a vast marketing department that knows what they're doing. So if they have some kind of a thing where they are telling Robinsberger, like, this is the kind of thing you need to do, Robinsberger probably has to listen to it. And also, maybe Disney knows what they're doing. I mean, obviously, they've never done a TCG, so there may be some things that TCG people are used to that Disney doesn't care about because they're doing going to do it their own way. I mean, if you look at movies, they release, like, what, a teaser six months to a year out? And yep. then you get nothing for months. And then two months out, you'll get three months out, you'll get another trailer. And then a month out, you'll get another trailer. And then all of a sudden, for like three weeks, you get nothing but TV ads everywhere. And on all of your um, social medias, you'll get little snippets of ads and everything, tweets everywhere. So it will pick up. I guarantee you it will pick up. The advertising is going to be there. It has to. Yeah, it, it will be. I mean, there is no way that there is not advertising for this game. I yeah. think, honestly, I think that people are going to be shocked for how pervasive it is, at least in Disney areas. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be nonstop. I think people are going to find out about this at the parks. Everyone at the parks is going to know about it if they just look left or right when they're going into a store or with something. So, I mean, there will be advertising, and, and it's just us knowing about the game many months in advance wanting more stuff is not going to change what they're planning to do yep now one of the things that i hear a lot online is that uh this lack of information lack of leaks is killing the hype for the game do you feel like the hype for the game is getting killed because i'll be honest with you the uk game expo which we'll talk about here in a minute just happened and people were seeing the lines for that were three to four hours long, pretty much at all, all times of the day. Yeah. And so what that tells me is, and also we saw the same thing at Gamma, where all of the retailers were very excited to play the game. And, you know, it, it, we talked about how much excitement there was there and people wanting to be, you know, involved with it. Uh, that just reinforces something that you kind of have to know and see that has happened. And that is, uh, Twitter and other social medias are bubbles. They are not indicative of the populace. They are small bubbles that represent a very small portion of the fan base. And if certain people are losing hype, that does not equate one-to-one -one with that percentage of people in out in the rest of the world. Because most of those people don't even know about Lorcana right now, which is what the advertising will fix when the time comes. So how can you lose hype for... 95% of the people who will know about the game in August and September. Yep. How can you lose a hype if you don't even have it right now? Well, and to your point, uh, we talked about this last time, how they 
took all the duplicate tickets for the starter deck tournaments back. So now a lot of people in the Lorcan HQ Discord server have gotten tickets, but still, I think we're at 61. So basically, we fill up one out of the seven tournaments, which means that those of us on Discord and those of us in Twitter basically are one, like we represent one seventh of the people who are excited for this game. Yeah, no, not of the people who are excited, of the people who got tickets that were excited. Yes, yes, oh, yes. Even more people that were excited for this because of how fast they sold out and how no one has any issue getting their ticket to someone else. There are no tickets available still. If if this game was not the hottest ticket at Gen Con, then it, there would be some tickets available, most likely. I mean, it's someone would be like, actually maybe having to work for more than half a second to find someone to take their ticket, right? Yeah, absolutely. So what I hear you saying is the hype is still there for this game. Absolutely. It's just as people who are online and have been paying attention for many months, there is going to be the ups and downs of hype of how we're feeling because of what is happening in our particular uh, schedule and how we feel things are going. But how things are going as a whole, I think that the hype is still there. The excitement is still there as people find out about it. We still get people in the Discord showing up regularly who are like, I just found out about this game and I am 100% in. And the fact that there has been no new cards for a month does not matter to them at all. They just found out about it. So that's all they care about is that there's now this thing that they are going to love when it comes out in September. Right. Well, and you and I have been around the Discord since basically the beginning, right. and there have been ups and downs, but the thing that I've always said is that the people who have lapsed, they'll be back once the game releases. Mm -hmm. Like, this game is going to be big enough that there's no way they won't be back. So, right. yeah, they may not be interested now, but come August, come September, when it's available in big box stores, you can guarantee that they're at least going to check it out. Indeed. And so will so many more people who find out about it. So no, I do not think that the hype is decreasing and the excitement is de I mean, I'm still hyped. I'm still, and I've been, you know, I've known about this game since August of last year and I'm still dying to wait, you know, I, that I have to wait to play it for real. I seriously wondered way back then if I would still be as excited for the game when it released as I was for it at the time when it was announced. Because we had to wait almost a full year. But uh, here we are, and we're still excited. I mean, I think I didn't count. I probably should have, but I think that this is the 30th podcast. So, really? Yeah, it's 29 or 30. So, that's, so that's quite the accomplishment. Yeah, it does feel fast, but in reality, that's over half a year that we've been podcasting. Oh, wow, that's so cool. So, um, so in talking about, you know, having been, you know, involved in the game since August, I can say that I am more excited now than I was in August. I was excited in August and I was, you know, eager, but over the months, the community, the reveals, uh, getting to talk to people, getting to interact with people, seeing the gameplay with all the people who are testing things out with proxies and whatnot, seeing all of that, being able to play it at Gamma, yeah, every single bit of that has been increasing my excitement in waiting for this game to be able to own it 
and to be able to play it and to go to a, a local game store and play it. So there is nothing about this process that has lessened every every single bit of it, even the weights are just increasing my excitement because this delay is just like giving me more chance to be like, okay, what, like I figured out like how I can maybe set up some stuff if I want to do some streaming games when the game is out or pack openings or any other thing I'm getting, I now have time to like relax a little bit instead of like the uh, release all the time and talking about it and what's news this week and this blah, blah, blah. So there's, there's now time to do the little things that, you know, we all need to do and have a moment, uh, a moment to breathe, which is nice. No, yeah. I don't think so, but I think it is. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's true. No, I'm just as hyped now as I was back then. So, and when we get to Gen Con, well, for those of us going, <laughs> sorry, James, I always feel so insensitive when I talk about this. It's okay. But it's, it's going to be so hype. And yes. like, I know it's not going to be the same for you guys participating over Discord, but uh, hopefully you guys can feel involved in that as well. So yeah. no, I, I think it's going to be great. And I think all of us that aren't there are going to definitely live vicariously through you. And uh, I think it'll still be great. Cause I mean, we're going to, I know some of you are going to be like streaming or talking about the game, the the tournaments like shortly after they happen. Uh, and so we'll be able to hear all the results and, you know, kind of just find out what's going on and, and the, the the first day of sales and getting in line and the anticipation of what's available and, you know, what you can buy and the cards you can get, especially if all the cards aren't revealed by then, just the the surprises that everyone's posting and, you know, here's a new card and here's a new card and everyone that's getting stuff, you know, rushing to open stuff up and find new cards. And if there's, if there is uh, other alternate arts or whatever you know finding those and being able to post those i mean the level of excitement is just going to be through the roof it really will yeah people are gonna go crazy if there's uh unrevealed cards that get discovered yeah. and honestly i hope that that's the case i think that'd be so cool it would be cool it, it would not be cool for my pocketbook but it would be very cool <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned it earlier that uh there was hype for lorcana at the uk games expo um so do we want to spend a moment talking about that and, uh, you know, the things that happened at the expo itself? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So first of all, we learned that Jared cannot predict the future uh, because you thought Ruby Emerald would show up there as one of the demo decks. And that was not the case. I really did. Like, I just felt it in my bones. That, that's a saying my grandma says. But it's like they did the Sapphire still at uh gala gala that's right and then at gamma we had the amethyst amber so i was like it just makes sense this is the next big convention before gen con and but i was wrong i was wrong (laughs) like oh you know and i think that a lot of people have some uh some good theories as to why they're not revealing more of ruby emerald which is maybe the cards are going to like really dive down into some of the gameplay that they're they're wanting to kind of keep hidden uh maybe they're more complex and they don't want people that out there with learning the game with the the quick start rules to get anything too complex to start with uh who knows i mean there could be a lot of reasons it could be that's just that they just wanted to keep it simple and play with two starter decks and that's was just the plan there was no like hidden agenda it's just what the plan was so, yeah i have to believe that i mean 
the simplest explanation is usually the right one and that's probably what it was is that they're like we need two different decks let's just print these two and lug them around the the world as we demo (laughs) this game yeah so i mean as much as we'd like to see ruby emerald i'm here i am predicting the future again okay (laughs) but i how it goes i've resigned myself to the fact that we probably aren't going to get it um unless we get it like right before gen con i mean as part of the hype building i could see them releasing deck list before gen con (laughs) but but again my track track record is not that good I think that if we get a deck list, it will be just names, numbers and names without any uh, abilities or stats or anything. I think if we get one, I think that's what it will be. Yeah, you're probably right. Just like, here you go. You guys asked for a deck list. Enjoy. (laughs) (laughs) Suck eyes. (laughs) So uh, we also uh, saw that Ryan uh, was there, uh, but the booth was so popular that no one really had time to chat with him. I mean, uh, I think that um, Glimmerfish on uh, the, the Lorcan HQ got a chance to ask a few questions because he like was there before anybody else and lined up early and was one of the first people to be able to play games. So they got in there before it got super crazy um, and was able to ask a few questions. But for the most part, I mean, I'm sure Ryan was just like to and fro all day long and not a chance to to do much else yeah i had people sending me dms before uh the event even started and they're like hey i'm gonna uh chat with ryan let me know if you have any questions i'm gonna try to record it like i had two or three people say that and you're right glimmerfish was probably the only person i know of who actually did get a chance to uh, chat with ryan but uh, everybody else <clears throat> said that he was just busy teaching the game the whole time and i talked to a couple who helped demo the game uh, they were super nice they said that they demo for Robinsberger every year but one of the things they said was that they had never seen um the the line that long um there were several times where it was three to four hours deep and they were only going to five lore that's yeah. what blows my mind like if i was like a 10 minute max limit of playing that's all you yeah. can do Five, five lore like that would be over in three minutes yeah anyway um it could, be. it could be they said they said at the slowest it was a 40 minute wait that's crazy for I, the obviously three. and and yet the hype is dying right yeah <laughs> um but, uh, i i'm ho- i'm hopeful that i will be able to help with the tournament floor the demos and one of the things they said is take lozengers and keep yourself hydrated as like those are actually really great ideas yeah but i mean we would only work four hour shifts those guys worked oh yeah but trust me though four hour shifts in a convention where it's like constant flow of people constant talking it's draining it is definitely draining yeah you gotta you gotta keep that energy up uh we also saw that uh everyone was who played the demo was getting a pin was it everybody or was it just most people or I don't know. Lots of people got pins and they were getting either the Mickey or the the banner pin that it was was basically been called the media pin from D23. So and they're on the Maleficent and Mickey card backs. So that's that's kind of hopeful that we're going to get something like that at Gen Con if they're handing them out at the UK Games Expo. 
Yeah, I was under the impression that everybody who uh, did a demo got a pin. And yeah, you're right. I thought that that purple one was exclusive for media. But uh, the the nice thing about these pins, unlike D23, because now I want these, is the Mickey Mouse one was attached to a Brave Little Taylor little handout card. And the media pin was attached to a Maleficent card. And we saw these at a at a game expo that was in London earlier this year. Yeah, like but, February uh, or something like that. So yeah, they've been around for like six months almost. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, if they were handing them out to everybody in line, something tells me my $50 I paid for my pins was probably going to be an overpay. But you know what? I got mine from D23, so I'm holding on to that. There you go. And you can prove it because you got the little baggie. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Not that little baggies aren't available a dime a dozen at the store. That's, but I mean, you can't take this from me, James. I know. No, I, I mean, come on. I have mine on the wall. <laughs> it's true. The wall in the little baggies. So, I mean, yeah, they're, they're going to be awesome. So yes. what other uh, news is that all that really came out of, cause there was no new card reveals, no other special news. They had some stuff on display, you know, product on display, including a D 23 set. Um, which uh, someone said it, it kind of looks like the set that the, they've had on display at other conventions. So it's like one set's making the rounds to all the conventions. That would uh, make sense. But uh, is there, there was really no news at all from the convention itself uh, regarding Lorcana. The only other thing that I would comment on is that whenever somebody on Twitter made mention that they tried the demo, I would send them a message over DM or just responding to their post. And every single person responded positively, saying that they enjoyed the game, they can't wait to get their hands on it, and they're excited. Like, a lot of people said they were excited to play with their family. Um, but, again, it just goes to show, when people are exposed to the game, and they actually get to play it, I mean, they're sold. They're sold. Yeah. So, that's not really news for, per se, but it was just something that I noticed. Yep. So we did get one other piece of news, uh, and that is we have uh, a new person to talk to, correct? That is correct. We have a new community manager. Uh, were you there in the Discord when she introduced herself? I was. Okay. The 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 ultimate awesome troll moment, uh, which uh, kind of like a troll moment, but it was still pretty awesome how she introduced herself. You you have a better memory than me. Why why don't you tell the story? Uh, so someone in there was talking about how there was like no nothing going on. It was again the conversation of no news, and uh, then this random, supposedly random person is like, oh, well, you know, isn't it public knowledge that the position has been filled, or something like so that? So the way I remember it is it was cabled. Yeah, he said on Podcana they mentioned that there's a new community manager hired. Okay. And they're like, oh, that's public knowledge, right? And they're like, oh, I don't know. And then they basically said, shared their own tweet saying, uh, like, it, how, you know, and then like, you know, source is like, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> well, Cabled was like, so this person comes in, they're like, yeah, a new community manager has been hired and Cabled respond by saying, prove it. And they said, okay, I'll prove it because it was me. And then they shared their tweet. So, yeah. It was just, it was a fun little troll there, but uh, yeah, so it's great to know that we have somebody at the helm again. Yep, and they're interacting on Discord, and uh, the Twitter woke up a little bit to send out a tweet 
Um, so I think that we're going to um, get back to having some fairly active socials again soon as the as the new person gets gets uh, comfortable with with talking points and all of that kind of stuff because you know they got to tr get trained into the Lorcana world. Um, they uh, previously worked for Square Enix uh, doing the Fantasy Flight uh, trading card game, if I remember correctly. Yeah. So, um, so they are uh, immersed in the TCG world, and I think they'll be familiar with that aspect of it. But of course, they have to get, you know, involved with all the policies and whatnot of Robinsberger and and Lorcana. So that'll take a, a little bit of time for them to get up to speed. But I think uh, now we will be having someone uh, handling all of that now, and that's pretty cool. Well, and to circle this back to something we talked about earlier for the lack of news, honestly, this is probably a big reason was the fact that they didn't have somebody in this role or this position for a long time. Right. And maybe somebody could have stepped in and filled in in the interim, but we don't know their policies. I don't know. Like you said, this person probably needs to be specially trained. So uh, we just want to welcome our new community manager, Rochelle Brady. And uh, on Twitter, it's at Storm Casey. So if you see them online, make sure to say hi. There you go. Very cool. I'm I'm excited to see what uh, what more stuff we're gonna we're gonna get from from someone and and hope that they carry over the uh, the fun uh, interactions that uh, we had going uh, for the previous uh, few months. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I did not put this in the show notes, but. For our Lorcana lexicon, um, and for this segment, I want to give a shout out. The last week, we had a term suggested. And it was by Ohana Lorcana on Twitter, and they're on Discord. So, and they also submitted this week's uh, Lorcana lexicon. And I see you looking perplexed because it's not on there. But the word is brick. Brick. Do you know what it means when you brick? uh it's like, now i've heard it so it's basically where uh you you fail essentially so the way i understand it is um so it's in reference to your hand so it's like when you draw a hand that you can't play right it's like if you draw a bunch of uninkable cards or if you <laughs> mulligan but when you mulligan you get a bunch of seven cost cards that you can't play right away like right. your hand would be a brick right then because it's just it's as useful as a brick. Now, if I got that wrong, I'm sure somebody on the YouTubes will correct me. Well, it's it's like in basketball, a brick is when you, you know, miss completely when you're trying to take a shot. You're like, you know, you bricked it. You you just failed completely to, to make the shot. Exactly. So it's basically a fail. You know, you failed to get a good hand. You failed to do whatever it is. So that sounds right to me. <laughs> And as far as news roundup, there, I mean, this was the whole point of our podcast. There's just been nothing. So, um, <laughs> but, but we, we obviously, uh, had no problem, uh, talking about stuff. So we can obviously talk. Yes. But counterpoint, this is also a very short, uh, podcast yeah, episode. I can here. make it at least 10 minutes longer if you want. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll spare our listeners this week. All right, fine. Um, so uh, we are going to do some Disney trivia. So uh, I think it's my turn to ask you some questions. This is correct. All right. So uh, here we go. For 100. This 
is what Ham is in the movie Toy Story. Did you say M or Ham? Ham. Oh, Ham. What is a uh, piggy bank? That is correct. For 200, this is what Timon and Pumbaa teach Simba to eat in The Lion King. What are bugs? Close enough. It's grubs. Grubs. Bugs. Okay. So you're right. This is oh, for 300. This is who brings Pinocchio to life. Uh, who is the blue fairy? That is correct. You are on a roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So this one, I think this one might be easy, but we'll find out. For 400, this is why monsters scare children in Monsters, Inc. Uh, what is to uh, create energy? Or Why do they scare children? I mean... You're, you're basically right. It's just who do they do it for? Oh, for uh, for the citizens of Monstropolis. There you go. Well done. Yeah. Okay, now for 500, this is the one where I'm not sure if you're going to get it. It's it's easy if you know it, but you're never going to guess it if you don't. This is the number written on the front of Disney's famous car, Herbie. Hmm. I mean, I saw this when I was little. And you're right, it's not uh it's not coming to my mind. I'll give you a hint. It is, I'm pretty sure, a prime number. Okay, I was gonna say fifteen, but that's not a prime number. And it is less than the number of revealed Lorcana cards. Okay. <laughs> That's not it was, it was one, three, seven, eleven, thirteen. Just teasing. Okay. Prime numbers. I think he said it's less than eighty-two. Which means it has to be higher up. Otherwise you wouldn't have given me that clue. Uh what is uh what is seventy mm, one? No. Close though. It's Fifty-three. I was gonna guess fifty-seven originally. Dang. I think that's a prime number. Fifty-seven. Fifty-three. Fifty-three. I think fifty-seven yeah, is. Sure. I think fifty-seven is as well. I think, but fifty-three, I think, is as well. That but was I, a good one. Yeah. So I wanted one somewhat difficult one that would be like, well, if someone watched it recently or at least remembered it, then it would be an easy one. <laughs> but not five for five, so almost four for five. I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you a, an easy hard one next time as well. And and, and it'll be payback next time. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You're going to be like all 500 point questions. <laughs> That's right. Time to stump James. Go <laughs> for five. All right. So let's wrap this up. If you liked what you heard, you can follow us on YouTube. You can uh, subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to. You can follow me online at Citizens of Lorcana and James, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me everywhere at Dan Regal. And also uh, up until Comic-Con in July, I will be weekly uh, live on the SD Concast covering all things Comic-Con. And uh, thank you all for joining us. And we'll see you next time.
Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.